Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back. We are back. What? That's your line? Yeah, that's my line. Uh, oh, but I'm I sorry. also had my mic muted, so. I'm sorry. I, I stole Logan's line. No, it's welcome great. In. I'm glad. Uh, no one asked us. We took a week off due to some traveling and some scheduling issues, but we are back and we're here with a pretty loaded news day. Uh, so thank you for joining. Uh, we are live, so those of you joining us live, get in the chat. Uh, get in on the conversation. Let us know what you think of the news today. We will get to you um, at some point in the show. Follow us on all our social medias. Logan Lee finally got his wish. No longer blue check mark verified. <laughs> Would you like to comment, Logan? So, okay. Let me just say this. <laughs> yes, I did get my wish that I don't have to deal with your blue check mark nonsense which is you know whatever i think the blue check mark stuff is just absolute ridiculous and we'll just leave it there um you know i i don't know that that was that was totally my wish um i just uh i just wanted one myself but i'm not paying for it. you can I'm get not, one now <laughs> i'm not paying for it like i'm just not like i'm a no just not happening not i will say my eight dollars if this um, podcast were to grow um, to a, a level, it, it's warranted. Like the Barstool people are paying for it. That's warranted. Like podcasters and content creators are paying for it. I understand that. Us who just okay. tweet to tweet. Okay, Here, here's my question. Does anybody that pays $8 a month just gets a blue check mark? Yeah. So like what's the point? If anybody can pay for it, what's the point of it? It doesn't mean that you're any more. You can you get notable, more features, and it your make it replies, any your replies get pushed. The algorithm favors you. Okay, so any literally anybody can. My whole thing Anyone. against. I I did not know we were going on this topic, but my whole I thing with the blue check mark thing is, it's not so much necessarily for the person that has it. It's for the people that are following said person. There are so many fake accounts and trolls out there on Twitter that are just throwing up nonsense. So, like, if Adam Schefter doesn't have his blue check mark anymore, mm -hmm. but somebody creates a fake Adam Schefter Twitter account and just pays $8 yep. to the naked eye, which one is the account? Yep. Like, that's the thing that I – it doesn't make sense to me. I don't I don't understand. Yep. I, I, from a this is a different episode. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. We had a lot of other things to talk about, but you got me on so, my on my. Thing. So, just for those listening, be careful what you're tweeting and what you're retweeting. You're gonna have to be yeah, cognizant. It's true. Go to their page. Look at the follower amount. That's where I'm going. Look at the Which follower is... people that follow, um, and, and go from there. But yeah, follow us on social media, um, <laughs> nice because pick. I think that's how people that are unverified are going to grow is if you interact with their tweets. So follow us, comment, tweet, reply to our tweets and episodes and all that stuff. So, so it, the algorithm favors us, but all right, we're five minutes in here. Thanks for joining. Let's get to some content. That's Logan. I'm Craig Illinois. Add another piece to the men's basketball roster. Quincy Guerrier uh, announced and pledged his verbal commitment to Illinois. He is a grad transfer, spent two years at Syracuse, two years at Oregon, and is now coming to Champaign. He was on a visit this weekend. I and I'm I'm assuming he didn't take any other visits. He never really released a list. 
Um, it was really Illinois, and unless something went terribly wrong on his visit, it was going to be Illinois, and it is. He averaged nine points, 4.6 rebounds, shooting 42.3% from the field last season uh, for Oregon. That was his not his most productive season. Uh, his sophomore year at Syracuse, he averaged 13.7 points and almost nine rebounds, eight and a half rebounds, and then his junior year at Oregon, his first year there, more than 10 points a game and five more than five rebounds a game. Uh, but his three-point percentage has improved each of his four years of college to a 34.7% clip last year. He's a 6'8", 220-pound uh, forward uh, from Montreal, Canada. This is the same guy that, I don't know if you remember, they were recruiting out of Syracuse. They were a, a top choice for him out of Syracuse. This is the this third is when, time they've been high on on. Yes, Gert. yeah, they wanted him. They out were of, high on him out of high school too. Yep, they wanted him out of high school and he went to Syracuse. Then they wanted him out of Syracuse and he went to Oregon. So now third time's a charm. But this is the guy that there was an assistant coach opening at the time that they were recruiting, and this was during COVID, so you couldn't go on visits. I don't think, or there were some restrictions. And reports were that they had a Zoom call, and an assistant coach was on the Zoom call. And forgot about that. I forgot that's who this was. Backed out. Um, the coach, I think his name was Alan Huss. Alan he Huss. was at Creighton. Yep. Um, and apparently pledged his job change to Brad Underwood in Illinois. He was recruiting Garrier, and then change of heart, no longer recruiting Garrier, and Garrier went to Oregon. I don't know if that had anything to do with the decision, but every time I hear that name, that's the story I think of, is that Illinois had an assistant coach recruiting for them who never ended up coaching for Illinois. So that's this guy. What do you think? I I forgot about that that connection. Uh, I mean, at first I was a little, I I don't want to say I was surprised. Uh, It it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. This, this off season um, recruiting transfer portal cycle has been rather, I don't want to say odd, uh, but it's been different. Uh, This has been a different type of, off season than what we saw say last year uh, from Brad Underwood and his staff. Uh, I like the addition. I, I like the addition of, of Gurrier. I think that he can fill a couple different spots and he can play with a few different players. Uh, there's still yeah. a lot of question marks with this team. Uh, we're starting to, to put the pieces together, but there are still two giant holes. Well, three really giant holes on this roster that we're just not sure who's filling those spots. Um, but what this does is this gives you another, I, I mean, I, I'd probably still call him a wing, but he's a bigger wing. Uh, he's probably, he's going to end up playing the four, um, which is probably where he's better suited. I do believe in out in Oregon the last couple of years, uh, they had some other big guys that he was playing next to. So he was kind of playing really more on the wing more than he probably should be. Um, but he give, he comes in, he's going to bring experience. Uh, again, that's kind of been the theme of this of this offseason. The three transfers that Brad's brought in have all been uh, experienced uh, guys, all guys that have played. I think they've all played four years of college basketball. Um, so it's going to be an old team, uh, and there's still a lot more potential out there for uh, for age and experience to return. So uh, it's, it's a nice get. I like how he fits. I think he can fit next to Coleman if Coleman comes back. Um, if he doesn't, he can play next to Dane or if they're able to go out and get an even better center option. If Coleman doesn't come back, I think he can play next to that guy too. So, um, nice, nice fit. He can shoot the three a little bit, as you alluded to, uh, those numbers have improved. Um, 
you know, I don't think he's going to be a dead eye shooter by any stretch of the imagination, but he's somebody that can, can step out and hit and hit a three when necessary. So um, I like it. I like the addition. Yeah. I think the, the number one thing and the most important thing is something you mentioned experience. How many times last season did we, did we hear Brad say, we're the young, we're one of the youngest teams in college basketball. We're one, we're one of the youngest teams in the Big Ten. That's not going to be the case this year. <laughs> well, Damask, far from the case. Damask has four years of college basketball. Gary A has four years of college basketball. Uh, Harmon only had two. He's coming in as a, uh, I believe, as a junior. I think he only played two years at Utah Valley. Didn't I just he looked play at two ESPN. years at JUCO. Oh, is that okay? ESPN doesn't have that, so that might be true. So he's got four years so. of college basketball. And then you add that with Goody, who, yeah, missed most of the last year. He played but a two lot years of the key at pieces. Barton Community College. Okay, so, yeah, this is his fifth year. So a lot of these pieces have college basketball experience, which I think Brad did not like last year that he rolled with such a young team. So that's, that's number one. Number two, when I saw that he was visiting and looked at some stuff, my immediate thought was, and I think I texted you this. You did. You did. He is very similar to Terrence Shannon Jr., which makes me believe Terrence Shannon Jr. is not coming back. Some of the stuff I've watched and read since then has made me come off of that a little bit, but I still think they are very similar players. I think they are very similar players. So I don't know how that impacts things. I also like that Brad went out and got this guy now and didn't wait for Terrence and Coleman because – that can put you in a bind. If you're waiting on these guys to decide and then they don't come back and you miss out on Gary A or you miss out on some of these other guys, then you're really behind the eight ball. So with this addition, I am this addition alone, I'm much more comfortable with the roster next year. Still right. still need two more pieces. There's still two more pieces that you need. Three. But <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh um... but as the roster stands now, I'm continuing to be confident heading into next year. Yeah, I, I know where you're coming from on the on the Terrence Shannon comp. Um, I can see that to an extent, and we'll see what what Brad actually says when he when he's officially able to comment on Quincy. Uh, but it sounds like the thought is that he is really more of a post. Um, yeah, it sounds like and, he's more of a four than a three. Yeah, that's that's the thing here. Uh, it sounds like he's been playing the three. Uh, and, and again, we'll see how the roster continues to be constructed, um, who who they're able to bring back, who they're able to bring in uh, to go along with him. But from what I've read and from what I've seen and heard, it sounds like, uh, again, it sounds like the thought is that they want him to play the four, whereas Terrence is, is very obvious, a, a two, three um, wing, true wing. Um, yeah. So I, I do think they're a little different in that sense. Um, I think... Again, not really sure where we're going here. I wonder if Terrence is the more likely of the two to return at this point. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, neither of us are insiders, and we're just kind of going off of what other people are saying. But um, it sounds like there might be more of a chance of that happening. So, um, I, I yeah, as I said, I, I see where you're coming from. I do think when it comes down to it, I think they both are kind of wings in that sense. But um uh, Quincy has a couple, an inch or two on, on Terrence. He's probably not going to be as, uh, as quick. Doesn't go down downhill as quickly. Um, yeah. he's probably going to be able to play more of the four in a system where, 
you're going to be looking for that. You're going to be looking for somebody yeah. that can step in and play that spot, especially if Coleman doesn't come back. Um, we'll have to see. Yeah, that thing that the the thing that made me back off of that comp is just looking at their or his stats at Syracuse compared to Oregon. His second year, the 2021 season, he took almost 300 shots. He took 291 shots. Only 74 of them were three-point attempts. Yeah. The last two years at Oregon, he's taken 286 shots his in 2022 and 260 shots in 2023. 159 of them in 2022 were threes. 144 last season were threes. So he was playing behind the arc at Oregon, yeah. whereas only a fraction – just more than 200 of his shots at Syracuse his sophomore year were inside the arc. So he was asked to play two different styles. So I'm thinking Illinois might have him go back more to that Syracuse style of play, which he had his best season that 2021 year where he had averaged 13.7 and 8.4. If Illinois yeah. can get that from him, holy cow, that's an outstanding stat line. Almost 14 and 9. That's great. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be great, great to get that. Um, he's he's clearly coming to Illinois because he thinks that, you know, he can help raise his raise his stock, uh, build more of a future for himself here. Um, if they can get him back to those numbers, yeah, I mean that would be ideal. I, I haven't gone through the numbers at Oregon, um, you know, to know exactly who he was playing with, but I do know there was some size there. Um, we just talked about the Ware kid who's transferring to Indiana. Uh, he was a seven footer. They had another guy that was six eleven, seven foot that I know played good minutes for him. Um, so I, 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 as I said, I think Courier was just kind of, I don't know if he was playing out of position, but I think he probably was playing outside a little more just because they had size. There was more size on, I mean, Illinois has never seen a roster like that with multiple seven footers. So, yeah. um, you know, they they weren't used to that and they were both playing at the same time. So, um, according to different. according to Ken Palm, Oregon's most frequent lineup over their past their last five games of the season had Gary A at the three, 16.5% yeah. of the time, uh, ten point four percent of the time he was at a four in their number two lineup, and then the next one he was at a four at nine point nine percent of the time. So, yeah. uh, for the most part, he was playing the four. It looks like, yeah, um, but they were playing four out so right. we'll see we'll see um i like it it's experience it's a guy that's played college basketball it fits the roster um it's a guy that they had a relationship with no they hadn't coached but they had recruited twice uh, this is the third time they've recruited him so yeah. he at least had a relationship there with uh with brad so i think it's a good addition it's a good addition still two more pieces needed still need the point guard um have not heard any movement on that front and still need a big, still need another big. Uh, they missed out on a couple guys that committed this week. I know Caden Shedrick from Virginia, who Illinois was never really in on. He committed to Texas. And then there was a guy out of Texas Tech that I really liked. He was like a seven-footer, had a long wingspan. Um, but he committed to Louisiana Tech. So instead of going high major to high major, I think he wanted to go somewhere where he was going to kind of get featured more and didn't want to be a backup or just another piece. But – um, I think a, a big, a backup big, or a starter, if you can find it, and a point guard are, are still at the you, top of the list. You want another big, even if Coleman comes back, or are you just no that for... that could be Coleman? That okay. could be Coleman. 
Okay, I see. I get what you're saying. Yeah, because if yeah. if Coleman comes back, I don't know that there's a lot of minutes for another big unless no. Dane leaves. Um, yeah. Because you, I mean, you already have Hansberry, and I don't know how much he's going to play as a freshman. But we're in this era where if freshmen think they're entitled to more minutes than they're actually getting. Then you know you you got to figure out figure out how to toe that line. Yeah. Um, at this that's point, a conversation for a different day. But I mean, right at this now, point, you need Coleman or Shannon to come back and a point guard. You'd one of the two guys to come back and a point guard. Yes. And if I think if Shannon doesn't come back, you got to go after, you, you might have to go find something else. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know where your points are going to come from. Yeah. Um, there's some guys on this team that can score. I mean, we know what Damask was able to do at the, at the Valley. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that translates. Um, same thing with Justin Harmon. I mean, was, he could score at the mid major level, but I don't know how either of those guys are going to transition translate into big 10 points um yeah. we haven't seen luke goody consistently to know what he's going to give you sincere harris and ty rogers are great players but they're not going to give you points so unless the point guard you bring in is going to be a bucket uh, you might if terrence if terrence doesn't come back you might have to go out and find somebody else too yeah, i don't know who point. that's going to be that's a good point. um i mean we're going to get another wave of this of the portal stuff after the draft stuff comes back and all these guys here you know I think get it's like a month away. From, yeah, May. all these dra- guys that are testing the draft waters are gonna, you know, either decide that they're gonna stay in the draft or they're gonna come out of the draft, and if they're gonna stay at their school or they're gonna transfer, and that's where the point guard's gonna come from. Um, and then obviously Illinois is waiting on their own two guys to make those decisions. But but yeah, I think if Terrence doesn't come back, I think I think they almost have to go out and find somebody else. Uh, I don't know who it'll be. Um, yeah. Maybe they don't. Maybe they maybe they run with it. But I'd be a little skeptical of that. Just yeah. <laughs> I don't know where your points are coming from. So good point. Anything else? Illini basketball? No, no. Uh, it's it's one of those. It's weird because I just feel like every week there's something. <laughs> last week there wasn't. It was a really quiet yeah. week last week. Uh, but two weeks ago we had the you know we had two signings in one day or back to back days or whatever it was. Um, know this so it's not necessarily gonna be an every week thing but i think every couple weeks you can probably expect some sort of news so uh no um it's i i like what's building here i like what brad's building uh still a lot of work to do and but you just gotta play the waiting game i had somebody ask me last week you know what do i think's going on here and i it's we're in that stage where everybody is waiting on the nba stuff and the nba season is still very much going on so teams aren't necessarily all fully invested into this stuff. And, you know, there's there are deadlines for everything. So um, yep. I do think the point guard is probably waiting out his time with the NBA stuff as are Terrence and Coleman. And then whoever else Brad's able to bring in is, is probably also waiting on those decisions. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head nationally. Uh, Hunter Dickinson has not committed anywhere. Um, there were a couple big commits this this past week, but none of them that impacted Illinois really. So um, I don't think there's much other else to talk about on the basketball front. RJ Melendez. Um, RJ Melendez did commit to Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. High major to high major there. Um, Brandon Lee to one? Illinois state. Brandon Lee to Illinois state. Yeah. Um, uh, the other two walk-ons I haven't seen anything on Servan uh, no. and warden. So, so yeah, that's where the former line are going. Um, spring football game happened or was supposed to happen Thursday, got postponed or whatever, turned into a spring practice. I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't read any spring football content 
recruiting nothing. No. The only thing I know is that Illinois is offered and is recruiting a kid from Pinckneyville to play football, which is just the most mind-blowing of mind-blowing things I've ever heard. Because Pinckneyville, I think, in our school's history, has won like three football games total. <laughs> That's I thought you were going to drop a, a real stat there, but okay. No. Can you dribble, never won can a, you dribble a football? Pinkneyville has never won a playoff football game. Um, only made the playoffs three times in our school's history. Um, so the fact that Illinois is recruiting a Pinkneyville football player is just oh, awesome. It's so cool. Uh, also, Indiana. He's taking a visit. Carson Conkle is his name. He's taking a visit to Indiana and to Illinois, and he's looking to take an official to Illinois um, in a couple of months. So – other than that, I didn't read anything on how the spring practice, spring game went. I don't know anything that's going on with football. I'm just like, I'm so content with Brett Bielema that I'm like, let me yeah. see what we got in the fall. I'm fine. Who cares? I don't, yeah, I I don't need to get into the weeds during the spring for football stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll dive in in, in, in August uh, when things get close to the season and, um, I mean, I kind of, you kind of already know most things. I mean, yes, yep. there are some position battles that you're going to be looking at, but you already know who the quarterback's going to be. You know who the, the primary running backs are going to be. Pretty much know who the receivers are. You know, yep. there are some holes you got to fill, um, but some of your best players on defense came back. Uh, so not not a ton to be focused on there. Obviously, not neither of us live in Champaign, so neither of us were able to yeah. go to the scrimmage on Friday night. Um, so yeah, not not a lot to talk about there. But we'll we'll talk about Illinois football plenty once we get to uh you know summertime and early fall yeah I did see um Michigan had a player transfer AJ Henning who's, yep, who's from, from Chicago yep um and I immediately got a text from somebody that I know in DIA that has that feeds me some stuff and they were like don't ask me before you ask don't ask me because I have no clue <laughs> I was and I told him what I just told you yeah. I was like, football is the least thing on my mind right now. Like, I, yeah. if he comes to Illinois, awesome. Like, I'm not going to dig to see what's going on or if there's any inroads. Like, if he comes to Illinois, great. But he's a slot guy, so he's not because Isaiah Williams is there and they yeah. really like their freshman. Yeah. Uh, I forgot his name, but he's not coming to Illinois. But, yeah. um, but what I do want to talk about Illinois is the best Illinois golf weekend ever. And that's saying something because that men's program is a wagon. Yep, and this weekend they were topped by the women. Yeah, Illinois women's golf won their first Big Ten conference yeah. title ever, and Crystal Wang broke the individual scoring record in the Big Ten women's golf tra- championship. Golf, that's school. incredible. Yeah, golf school, incredible, fantastic. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So men's golf has won like. 12 of the last 13 or something like something crazy like that. Those numbers aren't right. I don't think, but um, it's something similar to that number. So I've always thought this, you know, and it, it goes both ways because men's basketball turned it around and got some upgrades to up in and upgrades to everything. And people start supporting the men's program. And then the women's success comes because to, to help off of the men's success. And I was always wondered when that would happen um, and right before I left WCIA, I was like 2018 or 19 women's golf had a really good year. And I was like, you know, they've, they've got something cooking here. And Renee Sloan did a great job of building it up. And I was so happy to see that because Sloan is a coach that played at, uh, Illinois as well. 
Um, she was a very good women's golfer at Illinois, so it means a lot to her. So to see them put a trophy up next to all the men is just awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. It's awesome. It's great. It's they're building a, a real a real power there. Um Illinois is doing a lot of things in different departments um athletically, which is nice to see. And to do it at Illinois, north yeah. of the whatever that Mason Dixon line or whatever that line is, north north schools don't do well in golf because nope. Illinois hosted the men hosted their first tournament in a long time this weekend at Atkins. So that added to the awesome golf, which weekend. is cool. <laughs> it's I mean, awesome. that's yeah. 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 It's um, they're one of the best programs in the country and they weren't able to host uh, their own tournament because there weren't any courses in Champaign collegiate level. Um, and now they bought stone Creek and renamed it and redid it and made it a collegiate level golf course. So they hosted, it was like 45 degrees and windy while the SEC championships down in South Carolina and the kids are wearing shorts and it's sunny and Illinois just goes out there and just, they don't care if it's 40 degrees and windy, they're just going to dominate the golf tournament. And yeah. it's just such a testament to those coaches to be able to do it in a Northern school um, to pull off the golf. Also Illinois golf. <laughs> alum, of the pod. Nick Hardy, friend of the pod, Nick Hardy, one of our only, um, <laughs> How many athletes have we interviewed? That might be the only one. I think so. Yeah, we had him on. I think I had him on in like November, right when the season ended. Um, I had him on and talked to him for about 20 minutes. Won his first PGA Tour event. Um, It was the Zurich Open or Zurich Classic. It's a two-man. So instead of playing by yourself all four rounds, you're paired with someone of your choosing. And um, there's a scramble, I think, and a best ball and all that. And combine the scores uh yeah he won so first pga tour event for nick hardy a win for nick hardy just wasn't sure when it would come i knew it would likely come at some point but um it was cool that it happened this weekend when everything else illinois golf was just coming up roses so quite a weekend quite a weekend for illinois golf um anything else you want to add to that no no it's exciting Logan's not a golf. He he doesn't even know what like a birdie is. I don't think. Is that in putt putt? <laughs> uh, NFL draft is coming up. So before we switch to the other NFL news, we'll talk about the Illini. Devin Witherspoon is going to go in the top ten. Yep. Um, when was the last Illinois top ten pick? Are you asking me? Is this like I'm a trivia you. question? I'm asking you. I don't know the answer, but I think I do know the answer. Whitney? No, he was not top 10. Who would it have been then? I don't know. I think it has you I think we got to go a long way back. Let me I got it pulled up, but I think we got to go a long way back. So the last first round pick was AJ Jenkins. First round 30th pick. Uh Whitney was that draft, he was the 26th pick. 2011 Corey Legit went 18th. Mhm. Mhm. 2009 Vontae went 25th. 2008, mm-hmm. Richard went 23rd. The last first-round pick. Ooh, I was off. I forgot about these two. They went 2-3 in 1996. Kevin Hardy and Simeon Rice went 2-3. 1996 was the last top 15 Illinois draft pick. Devin Witherspoon is definitely top 15. Yeah. I think he's going to go top 10. I think he's top 10. He's been top 10 in just about every mock draft I've seen. Yeah. So that's not really the conversation. The conversation is how many Illini are going to get drafted. 
because you got yeah, you got Witherspoon, you got Sidney Brown, you got Chase Brown, you got Quan Martin, and I saw a mock draft. I think Jeremy Warner retweeted it. I don't know what outlet it was. I saw a mock draft that had Calvin Avery getting drafted in the seventh oh, wow. round. Okay. You also have Alex Palcheski who could go. He's got experience. He's a little bit older, so I don't know if that's not as big of a factor as it is in the NBA. But um, Alex Palcheski and I thought there was one more. But I'm not – I can't remember who it was. But Illinois could have five or six guys drafted. Which, Come a long way. <laughs> yeah. 2013. <laughs> Ten years ago was the last time that happened. Five guys drafted in 2013. Five in 2012. No. Four in 2012. Hold on. No. It was four in 2013 as well. Four in 13. Four in 12. Four in 11. Illinois hasn't had five drafted since 2003. So – Program's in a great spot. <laughs> Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think they're doing all right. Uh, Brett's brought in um, a lot of talent, and they've developed a lot of guys. And well, it's, yeah, it's I don't even great. think it's the brought in. I think it's the no, development. It's the development. Yeah, it's, it's... the totally um, Kirby Joseph last year. The was he third? I think he was a third round pick. Um, he tweeted just yesterday or the day before. You know, he tweeted his name, three stars. Sidney Brown, three stars, like 1500th player ranked yeah. in the country. Quan Martin, three stars. Devin Witherspoon, like two stars. Like, it's the coaching. It's yeah. totally the coaching. And yeah. it's going to be interesting to see if that was um, Ryan Walters or if Aaron Henry can continue that. See how much a part of that Ryan Walters was right. is what no, I'm that's... intrigued by. I, I'm with you there. Um, that's. We'll see. Um, I, I tend to think that it's a combination of a few different things. Collective. Um, yep. it, yeah, it, it's a collective, but I'm sure Walters was heavily involved in that. And I'm sure that a lot of that is, is due to him and he deserves yep. the credit for that. So hopefully it'll trans it'll translate and transition fine to, to the, you know, to the new regime. But I, I you know, yep. the Walters thing, it made sense for him to leave. Um, I'm glad that he was able to do that, but I, I think that they're, I think they'll be fine. I, I really do, and I think they've developed um, plenty of guys um, that I, I think it'll work. That's all I'm getting at. Um, other NFL news before we talk about the draft. Uh, do the Bears now own the NFC Central? Because Aaron <laughs> Rodgers no longer resides in that division. Aaron Rodgers officially, officially traded to the New York Jets um, in what is the least kept secret of all sports time. He said that he would only play in the NFL this year if it was for the Jets. <laughs> so uh, that deal kind of had to be made at some point. Yeah. Uh, I There's some picks, picks swapping. Like they're just swapping first round picks this year. Um, I think the Packers get a conditional second that turns into a first if he plays 65% of the plays uh, this season. And then a couple thirds and fifths and all that good stuff. But um I, I didn't look at it and being like, oh, this person won this trade or whatever. I, it's just kind of a trade that happened, I think. Yeah. Probably because a lot of the shine had come off of it because of what he said, and we knew it was going to happen. So yeah. Everyone's like, when it came on ESPN, I don't know if you saw the clip. It was Adam Schefter delivered it live, yeah, and all I watched the, the clip. Yeah. All the talking heads were like, oh, I'm like, what are you? We knew this was going to happen. <laughs> so yeah. it's whatever to me. I don't know if you feel the same. It it is. I mean, we've kind of been expecting it for a while. I mean, it's hard to not look at the 
compensation package here and not think the Jets won this trade. Uh, but I don't think it really comes down to that. I, I really don't think it matters. He was never he wasn't going to play for the Packers anymore. They just needed to get rid of him. Uh, they don't have to worry about him anymore. They can move on. Um, and Bears fans can can rejoice because he is no longer in the division. Um, he's been tormenting Bears fans for over a decade. Um, I don't know who the best team in the division will be. Um, I mean, the probably Lions. the Vikings, but it could be the Lions. Um, but yeah, I it just, yeah, it was expected. We were, this was discussed. I thought this was going to be, I thought this was official like a month ago. Um, <laughs> word got out that it was official and everybody was talking about it. And then it just like didn't happen. And then he went on McAfee's show and said that, Pretty much said it's a done deal, but it's not a done deal. And so we've just yeah. all been sitting here waiting. Obviously, it oh. made sense to happen right before the draft. But normally he goes on McAfee on Tuesday. So I wonder if he'll go on tomorrow. He might. Interesting. Probably. Uh, yeah, it's whatever. I mean, are you a Bears fan? I don't know if you really consider no, yourself a really Bears fan. A I'm kind of a Bears fan by association. You have, you know, like have a lot of people. Stop well, it. I'm a Cowboys fan. But Stop it. I'm marrying into a Bears family and a lot oh of friends. So association i guess but okay. um they're all excited so i'm sure most people listening are excited as well as for the draft um i think we're gonna have like four quarterbacks picked in the top 10 probably and maybe one of no i think three of them are legit i don't buy the levis hype uh he's the favorite to go number two now and i just don't see it um but we'll see i i love the draft i don't really do much research on it. Like, I don't know who these defensive linemen are or whatever, um, but I just love draft night of any sport. Like I'll watch, I watch the baseball draft and I don't know who any of those guys are. So it's, it's always fun. It's good TV, especially when you got an Illini that's going to go in the top 10. So it's going to be awesome. And speaking, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Speaking of the NFL draft, that is our top five today. It is. Clever little topic I came up with. Proud of you. The top five teams you would not want to be drafted by. If you were Eli Manning and you were the number one overall pick and the San Diego Chargers had that pick, you would rather not play football than play for this team, San Diego Chargers. So who would you not want to be drafted by? Logan said he wasn't sure if he could come up with 10. I no. said it doesn't have to be true. You can make something up to rile up some. some you don't want to tell the people but, that. That's supposed to be behind uh, the scenes. All of mine are true. All of mine are true. So okay, I'll, I host. So you can go first. What's the number one team? I have a I have a clear head and shoulders number one. I don't know if you do. Um, What's the number one team you okay, would not so want to play for? I have a few or different, be drafted by. I have a few different uh, quant or qualities things I'm looking for here. Uh, in terms of how the organization is run, in terms mm-hmm. of where they're at geography-wise, mm-hmm. uh, weather's going to play a factor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know me. For, uniforms play a factor for me. Uniforms play a factor for you. Uh, but for me, just an organization that I know they are they might be solving some things now, but uh, for the time being, I would want nothing to do with the Washington Commanders. Oh, okay. Um, I just – that is a, it is a – that is a team in turmoil. Um, that's a division that's usually pretty tough. Um, again, new ownership will eventually maybe change some things there. But I just 
that was pretty easy for me. I don't know. That's probably not your head and shoulders number one, and there's nope. probably a better reason for that. Uh, but that was just the that was the one that spoke to me. So I will take the Washington Commanders. They are on my list. They were a top five on my list. Um, there's a little bit of history there, though, that I think if they were to figure things out, yeah. that a lot of this past ten years would kind of go away. Obviously, not the owner that had that has owned them for the this whatever. Um, they were on my list, but no, mine, I honestly cannot think of one positive thing from location, from color scheme, from nickname, from history. Name one good thing about the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I think it's impossible. Yeah. I really think it's impossible. I think they might be the worst franchise in sports. That's Orange and brown look awful together. It's in Cleveland. It's cold. Nothing, no history. Why would anyone choose to play in Cleveland? Yeah, they were they were high on my list. Um, that and all your reasons are fair. I I, I get that. Uh, they have not been very well ran. They have not won anything. Uh, their jerseys are ugly. The brown. I just, uh, just it is. I get that. I that is probably the the right number one overall pick. I will give you that. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Uh, okay, I'm not sure where I want to go right now. Um, I did rank these out, 1 through 10, but I'm not loving my second pick just because I want to be a little different. Oh, I got a hot take for number two. So, If we're going right now, yeah, I'm going to go Houston Texans. Okay. Um, just another team that is just in a, they're just a mess. Um, it's a mess of an operation top to bottom. Uh, I'm sure someone in the chat is still watching and if he, I'm sure, (laughs) (laughs) I know, uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out at some point, but that was just, to me, that just makes sense. They're just, that's just not a team I'd want to play for right now. Give it a couple years. It might be different, but at this exact moment, the Texans. I did not have the Texans on my list just because it's Houston. It's a big market. Um, They have, as it's me, I love uniforms. They have a a good uniform set, a good stadium. Um, So I didn't have them on my list. I'm I'm going back and forth between two here. And one is probably going to be very hot take-ish. So I think I'm going to go there. And it's only really based off of two things. It's based off a of stadium and location. There are probably 500 places in the United States I would rather live than Buffalo. They were on my list too. <laughs> the, the uniforms are plain. It's cold year round. The stadium is a dump. I know they're getting a new one. So that would probably update this a little bit but as of now they play in the worst stadium the only thing going for them is that fan base bills mafia is crazy and i'm sure it's fun place to play but you could i i would not want to be drafted by the buffalo bills yeah uh i'm gonna go in some a similar direction as you uh (laughs) another one that might be might stir up some controversy um a team that is full of history uh, but 
regardless of whether or not I am a fan or I am not a fan of their biggest rival, I've still always hated the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah, and they're on my list too. Now they they do not have their Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame franchise quarterback anymore. I, I made this list before the news dropped. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just, I want, I would want nothing about playing in Green Bay. And I don't blame yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Like yeah. it is the smallest market in professional sports. You can't even yep. really call it Milwaukee. It's so far away from Milwaukee. Um, yep. It's similar to similar to Buffalo. It's just cold and it snows just way too much. I get yep. there's a lot of history there. Uh, I'm sure Lambeau is a is a great place to play. I'm sure that I know the fan base is lovely. Uh, but as I said, even though I'm not really a Bears fan, I've always despised the Green Bay Packers. So uh, I will take the Packers for my third pick. On my list as well. On my list as well. Uh, number four, actually. So they should have been. I should have picked them before. But um, f- another place I just wouldn't want to live. I think that's kind of what it's coming down to for me. Uh, don't want to live here. They don't have a whole lot of history. They do have a dome, so you don't have to worry about it being cold. I have no interest in Detroit Lions. Yep. That's good I pick. don't think they've they haven't won anything. Um, Detroit's not a great city. Uh, I mean, it has as as every city. Anytime someone says, "Well, this isn't a great city," every city has their their things. Like there's places and things to do in each city. You just have to know what parts of it to avoid. So, I just have no interest in Detroit at all. So, Detroit's my my third pick. That's a good pick. Uh, all right, I got two left. Now's where it gets tough. Those I think those were pretty clear, but now's where it gets hard. <laughs> this team, for my entire lifetime, has been really bad. Um, they play in a a, a big market, uh, but it's just not a team that I would really have much interest in playing for. Um. Caveat being that they did just acquire one of the greatest football players of our generation. Uh, so they might be good this year, but I'll take the Jets. Okay. Um, sure, New York is a big market, but they'll always yeah. be the Jets. And to me, they are there with the Browns in our lifetime as one of the worst football teams, franchises. They had um, a decent run there with Rex Ryan. They made a couple yeah, AFC teams. No, they were fine. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Jets. Despite, I thought about it, despite but I avoided the, big news. the New York teams. That's yeah. fair. I get it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Got this two is left. Where it, this is where it gets tough. It does. Um, I don't go on my options. I'm going hot take again here, and it's not because I don't like them. It's another place I don't think I would want to live. And I don't think I would have fun under their head coach and the regime that's still there. I would not want to play for the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Another cold location. So <laughs> if there's a there's a theme here, it's I do not want to play in the cold. Um, in I do not. Boat. I have no interest in the New England. I know they're the most successful. He's the best football co- NFL coach of all time, probably Bill Belichick. But he runs a tight ship. He's got a lot of rules. Uh, Nah, I don't want it. That's a good pick. 
all right, I got one left. I have two that I'm kind of debating between. Three kind of that I'm kind of debating between. Um, one of them, again, if we're doing this exercise based off of today, in mm-hmm. this season alone, I think there is another team here that is in absolute shambles at the moment. Uh, most of their best players don't even want to be there. Um, and they have retired or they have asked to leave or everything else. They have a diva of a quarterback and I'm not sure I'd want to play with him. Uh, I will take the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, yep. Yep. I just, I, I mean, there's enough talent there, uh, but it hasn't worked and it's a mess and it's a, it's a great market and they have a dome. It's a, it's warm weather, all that stuff. They were high on my list. I kind of avoided them just because I wasn't I was sure if I really wanted them. to take them. Yeah. Uh, but as of today, yeah, that franchise is a mess. Yep. So if we're only reason I didn't have that, them on my list was I love Phoenix. So that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> okay. Who's your last pick? I'm toying between two, really. I don't know where to go. (laughs) I really don't. Uh, One of them is a very historic franchise. One of them is in one of the biggest markets in the United States. The other is a franchise that has gone to a Super Bowl fairly recently, but other than that, has done nothing. But they're in a warm climate. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the one I'm not going with is the Bears. That was the big market one that I'm toying with. I'll go with the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Not really much to sell with the Carolina Panthers franchise. They had the one run uh, with Cam Newton, had a good four or five years with Cam. Other than that, nah. They, I have never been to Charlotte, but I think I would love it. Uh, it is in the South, but it's just a franchise that doesn't really have much to sell. So I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. Yep. <clears throat> so That's Logan's fair. list goes Commanders, Texans, Packers, Jets, Cardinals. My list goes Browns, Bills, Lions, Patriots, Panthers. I got a couple hot takes in there. Yeah, I kind of figured we would. I mean, there's only, you know, however many, 30, however many teams we could choose from. So we're not doing uh, a full draft here, but if you could get drafted by any franchise, what franchise would you want to get drafted by? Let's put you on the spot. We did not prep for this. We didn't prep for this. Uh, I might want to be out in like, LA um, would probably be up there for me. Um, I mean, you, the Cowboys as a franchise is just, you know, that's mm-hmm. America's team. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be, that'd be one up there for me. Um, I mean, I, you took them with your last pick. I wouldn't mind the Panthers um, at just in terms of as a location. I've not spent a ton of time in Charlotte. Yeah. Um, I had a, not so great experience there in January, but had nothing to do with the city itself. <laughs> uh, that one hotel wasn't particularly great, but um, yeah, I'd probably go like LA, Dallas, something like that. How about you? It would not be LA. Hmm. F-, F the Rams. I almost put the Rams That's on my true. list. You should have put the Rams on your list. Um, 
I'm going Midwest. Well, kind of s- Southern Midwest, I guess. With what they have coming and their color scheme, I love their coach, Tennessee Titans. I thought about that. Yeah. They're going to have probably the best stadium in all of football in Nashville, which is one of my top three favorite cities in the country. I think it'd be Tennessee Titans. So I think it's very telling that neither of us picked the Jacksonville Jaguars. On my <laughs> list. Who <laughs> have been an abysmal franchise. They just happen to play in a warm weather state, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is why neither of us took them. And they have a pretty good young quarterback. Uh, the other one that I toyed with taking is the Saints. I've never been to New Orleans. Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't think I'm a New Orleans guy. And I don't think that I would want to live there. Um, I would probably agree with that. I'm sure it would yeah. be fine for me to visit. I'm sure I'd have a great time. And I just don't think it's my vibe. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of far from everything. So yeah. they were they were probably next on my list. Um, yeah. but I did have the Jags and I did have the Bears kind of hanging around there. Um, Another one we we took all or have named nine of the ten on my list. My other one was Baltimore, the Ravens. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, love list. that. I yeah, love that. Love that top five for us. We'll have love something that for you. Uh, different next week. Uh, baseball, real quick. Cubs looking pretty good. Cardinals. Not so much. Yeah. Have you been able to watch? Are you able to watch Cubs games? Did you get, did you get Marshall um, figured out? I I am. It's not uh, the most convenient thing, uh, but at least I have the ability to. Um, I know some people um, like Nico can't. Uh, <laughs> I thankfully can, uh, but it's a very um, annoying uh, way that I have to do it. Uh, so I have tuned in a little bit. I watched, you know, quite a bit actually this weekend. Um, of the series series with the Dodgers. Uh, the Cubs have looked okay. Um, I mean, they've played – here's the t- – I mean, here's a – this is the stat. They've played the Dodgers seven times already, and they beat them three times. So, I mean, that's been the team in the National League for the last decade. Uh, granted, they're not the same team right now. They're pretty banged up. They've gotten rid of a lot of players. Um, but the Cubs have, have hung with them. So, uh, you know, it's obviously very early, but things have th- things have gone well in Chicago. Cannot say the same about uh, what's going on in St. Louis, uh, but things have gone have been going all right for the Cubs. What I tell you at the preseason, you need pitching. Had How's that three going? Quality for starts. Three quality starts. One came yesterday. The other two were from the same person. Yikes! Big yikes. That I don't think to an I don't eight and twelve record. Think one trade is going to do that for you. No, it's a trade plus bringing up Matthew Libertor, who has got a thirty percent whiff rate right now. He's three and one, two point two ERA. Um, if now is not the time, I don't know when is. Maybe a couple more starts in AAA, um, but I, you got to trade an outfielder, I think. Uh, Carlson, O'Neill, or uh, Newt Bar. One of them is sitting every night. So if they're not going to play, trade them for an arm. You got to do something. I mean, the, another issue is Goldie and Arenado haven't hit a home run in like two weeks. There's just no power coming from them. Now, other guys are. DeYoung came up and hit a home run. Newt Bar hit a home run this weekend. Um, but the three, four hitter in your lineup, they're, they haven't hit home run a home run in like two weeks, I think. Or two or three combined in the last two weeks. So that's not what just not a lot going right. Not a lot going right right now. Um, meanwhile, 
Adolis Garcia is tearing the cover off the ball. Randy Rosarena looks great. Um, Johan Oviedo is like the NL Cy Young right now in Pittsburgh. You can't look at it that way, Craig. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, where sorry. are the Cubs at right now? Cubs are off today. Cubs are off today, yes. Then they host San Diego, I think. Okay. Cardinals um, are still at the West. They're in San Francisco. And it doesn't LA. matter. This is the Pirates world, and we're all just living in it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Without O'Neill Cruz. Without O'Neill Cruz, they're doing yeah. this. Um, yeah. There was something else. Oh, I just as long as Nico Horner keeps hitting, that's all I care about. Have him in both Nico Horner, according to uh, ESPN's player rating thing, which I look at pretty frequently for fantasy use, he's the second highest offensive player in the league right now. Terms of, what do you look at? Maybe I need to start looking on ESPN fantasy. Uh, well, I'll tell you offline, but you there's a number you can look at. I look at it pretty huh. frequently. Um, but he's the second highest player, offensive player in all of baseball. Nico Horner, player Raider. Oh, found it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then just quickly, NBA are in the midst of the playoffs. Correct. I've watched more of it than I watched regular season already. I think I probably watched two regular season games all year just because the Bulls are never nationally televised and I'm outside their market, so I don't get the Bulls. Um, but I've watched quite a bit um, while well, I had two screens going, one with the baseball game, one with the basketball game. It's been pretty fun. The Kings-Warriors series has been electric. The Knicks-Cavs uh, series has been pretty good. It's fun to see the yep. Knicks good again uh, and, and the Garden rocking. Um, the Lakers and Memphis with the whole Dylan Brooks thing has been entertaining. Um, the only really – Two kind of series that haven't been much are the um, Sixers who swept the Nets and the Nuggets and Timberwolves. I know the Timberwolves won game four to avoid a sweep last night, but it's uh, they're not going to come back and win the series, so that one's over. Everyone else has been pretty good. The Celtics have kind of ran through the Hawks a little bit, but um, it's been fun so far. And the yeah. next round matchups, if they fall right, could be electric. There's some good matchups there. No, injuries have been the issue, have been the story in the first round. Yeah, I mean, there's Giannis. Been, I think I think I saw Giannis, Giannis is back tonight, but he's yeah. missed time. Um, Darren Fox is now out for maybe the rest of. I think they said the rest of the season, rest of the at least game five. Yeah, um, broke a finger. Uh, who else? There's a whole. I mean, Kawhi. Who knows if Kawhi mm-hmm. is going to play or not going to play? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a it's just a laundry list of of injuries already in the first round of the playoffs, which. And that's kind of a thing that, and dirty plays and ejections. That's just kind of a thing that NBA has always had to deal with, but I feel like it's even more prevalent. Um, and I don't know what that is. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm certainly not an NBA historian, so somebody else can tell me if I'm wrong on that. But um, I just, yeah, I just feel like it's more marquee players that are missing time regularly, and I don't really know what you do about that. But yeah, it's it's been fun. I've watched a little bit here and there. Uh, but yeah, those second round matchups, um, if they all play out like they're looking like they will are going to be pretty, pretty great. Yeah. You could have Jokic versus Durant Curry versus LeBron. Um, and then I don't know the East as well. Can't think of the East. Uh, it'll be um, either Milwaukee or Miami against New York. Assuming they go um, Philadelphia yeah, against probably good. Boston. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So Bulls didn't make it. Of course. No. Uh, anything else? I believe that's it. You watch anything? Ted Lasso has been outstanding. Ted Lasso's great. Uh, last week's episode. I will say Ted Lasso. Last week's episode. Forty-five of the fifty minutes. I don't know how long it was, but it was long. Nine ninety percent of it 
I was like, this is, this is, I'm not interested in this at all. And the last 10 minutes, they just went to like the purpose of the episode yeah. and it wrapped it all together. And I was like, holy cow, this is awesome. Yeah. It was a weird episode. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's as strong of a season as yeah. the first couple of them. It's been a different direction. Um, and I don't, I kind of know what they're setting up here, but we've hardly seen um, Nate Nate at all. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure they're setting that up for something at the end. I mean, I, you know, I kind of have an idea what they're going for, um, but we've hardly seen him. He's, he wasn't, I don't know if he was, like two was episodes? he even in the most recent episode? Did he like make a brief uh, cameo at one point? Yeah. Cause he was dressed as the waiter. Yeah, yeah, Ted yeah, saw yes, him yes, as like a, yes. a vision or whatever. Yeah, so like he's hardly been in it at all, and yeah, uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of been a weird season, um, but it's been good. I've I thoroughly in, enjoyed it. Uh, Succession's been great. Those are really the only two shows I've been keeping up with. I think it's uh, to the point with Succession that I haven't watched a single episode. That it's to the point where I'm just gonna wait till it's over and binge it all. Yeah, like why jump in now? You know? No, don't jump in just, now. Just well, no, I mean, start from the beginning even now. Like, why even start from the beginning now? Just well, wait yeah, till just it's wait over till it's and done, just yeah. watch the whole thing. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's a great show. I don't even know it's, what it's about. It is uh, loosely based on the Murdoch family. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's Which that's really they what they're going some, off of. Yeah. That, <laughs> yes, Fox. Is that Fox? Yes. Yeah, so they had some news yep. today. Holy cow. Yes, well, they've been in the news. Yes, all the Dominion stuff. Uh, yeah, Succession is is thought to be loosely based on that family. Huh. Um, okay. That gets me a little interested. The family politics and the family dynamics of the business yeah. and all that stuff. So it's huh. good. I mean, it's, it's yeah. excellent television. It's not like the most, it's not, it's not full of the most action or anything like that. I mean, it's, it, it's just a family drama. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's good. It's, it's wonderful. So I uh, not, I've not gotten to any movies uh, this week. So um, yeah, I think that's it. All right. If you got nothing else, we're going to shut not. it down. Look at us. An hour. Hour. How about that? How about that? I love it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, like, and subscribe to the video or wherever rate and review, wherever you're listening to us. Um, really trying to grow these numbers. We're still almost 500. We haven't really gained many subscribers since the season ended, the basketball season. So if you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button. Help us out. Um, we will wait for the next news drop probably before we do an episode. And if nothing else uh, pops off. Um, so we're not really sure when that's going to be. Maybe next week. It might not be for a while because who knows what's going to happen with the portal. But we'll be here if anything happens. Thanks for listening. For Logan, I'm Craig. See you next time. Peace.